0: Hello everyone, it's Joe here and welcome to episode number 13 of the Snake Draft FPL League podcast. In this show, we'll be going through all the key issues in Draft Fantasy Premier League. There'll be a bit about our league, which is hosted by the website Draft Fantasy Football. We use official FPL scoring with the addition of Kante points, which are one extra point per every two tackles or interceptions. So while we're focused on DFF, what we chat about will also definitely apply to official FPL and Togger style Draft Fantasy as well. We'll also chat through a couple of general football and fantasy topics, such as team and player comparisons. We're starting to ramp up the content to help you win your draft league, so i definitely advise subscribing and hitting the notification bell so you get our tips before anyone else in your league does. Snake Draft FPL is a 12-man head-to-head league, and I'm joined today by three of them. I almost got through the intro without messing it up, but there's a a couple of little little stutters in there. I'll try again next week. Um, First up... A man, the man, the myth, the legend. You may have seen him on the worst episode yet, game week one, with no editing. He's back. He's ready to defend his team and his fantasy knowledge. How are you doing, Connor?
1: I'm good. I'm back. Big win. Holly out,
0: which is a shame, but oh yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little little you know talk about that in a bit. Nick, <laughs> you're Mister Ever Present. How are you? You you always fill in when needed. Yeah, fantastic. I've uh, put
2: George to the sword this week.
0: That's lovely. And last up, Bradley Race, you were the standby this week, and as always, the standby is always needed. Yeah, You weren't even the last one I called upon. I, I had to get two standbys.
3: No, it's good to be back. Um, not a good weekend for me in terms of Saints and DFF, but yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute.
0: week. We certainly will. I, I just want to say, I cannot wait for the week where I say to three people, "Do you want to come on?" They all say yes, and they all turn up. That is going to be a fantastic day because, yeah, it's it's uh, it it is very rare. An hour and a half before the show, we all know who's who's coming on. <laughs> so, yeah, I look forward to that. Okay, let's have a look at the game week thirteen review. Then, bottom of the pile this week. Back to you, Brad. 37 points is bad, but it's not horrendous. But yeah, you, you lost to Nay 52. How was your? What was the story of your week? Yeah, I think
3: in the preview it was all about what's Salah going to do and his Liverpool boys. Um, funnily enough, even though it was 4-0, Salah got one assist and, and that was about it. Fabinho with a few Kante points, a clean sheet. So I thought, oh, OK, he's, he might be here for the taking, but... Um, no, his double Brighton defence: nine from Cucurella, eight from lampty and Rico Henry with a clean sheet as well. No, I think it's one of them that's sort of a, a fair win for Nate, really.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, he he fucking loves Cucurella. Like he <laughs> we we talked about underrated players this week, and he was messaging me like, "Oh, who? Because do, he does the thumbnails." He's like, please, can we put Cucurella on it? And I was like, wow, well, he's not even the highest scoring Brighton defender, Dave. So played well on the
1: people tournament, though, didn't
0: he? Yeah, I think that's why he loves him. He is a good player, and he—I he, was considering it, but yeah, I do like Cucurella. But and Lampy's looking like he's—he's he's really getting involved now, doesn't he? Um, okay, then. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a bit of a mixed week. Uh, who is up next? It's me uh i got 40 lost by two points to john 42 for john it's very very disappointing um yeah i i didn't have a particularly good week to be honest like 40 is not really good enough but when you lose by two it's always disappointing the main disappointment for me was my defense um only one defender played out of five which is absolutely brutal um the, the mistake I made was keeping Simicast because I knew Robertson was going to start. Well, I was pretty sure, but I just subbed him. I didn't. I didn't um, get rid, and that's probably that decision has probably lost me the game because I probably would have picked up a Brentford defender who kept it clean. So that's that was a mistake. I mean, the the Tottenham game being cancelled probably killed me as well. Losing by two points and and obviously I had Ben Davis so you would have thought I probably would have got at least a draw um, out of that. But, these things happen. Uh, John, I mean, John just had a John week, really. Dunk clean sheet, a few Kante points, Mara's assist and a sack of goal and and that's yeah. enough for John, as as per usual. He, I mean, he did have Madison on his bench with 16 points, um, which is pretty mad. But, you got to play him to get the points, John. So, yeah, not a great week for me really, but we move on. Next up, Nick, you got forty-two. Not the best week ever, but when you win, you win.
2: Hmm.
0: You only need to beat what's in front of you and Very this week it
2: was Jordan Russell. He didn't pop any of a fight. He's claiming that he probably would have beat me if uh if the Spurs played had played, but I I don't think so. I mean,
0: we all now shit Spurs up. Um, and he, he would have needed what eighteen points from Reglion and Son. So it's not exactly. Um, yes. yeah. So
2: <clears throat> yeah, like I mean, just uh, I mean, a pool pool game week round, bar like two 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 teams in the league. So Trent got a nice nine, and Emmanuel Dennis, what a player! Another another double pointer for me. So easy peasy, brush all the side like there's nothing.
0: Would you say that Emmanuel Dennis has been your player of the season so far? Uh and
2: Bilba, 100%.
0: Yeah, that's an unlikely combo, isn't it? <laughs> we, they're actually both in our <laughs> next uh, topic that we're going to come on to, which is pretty interesting, and you've you've got both of them. So we'll talk about them did, um, in a bit more detail. Did Bilba get
2: picked
0: up in the draft? Because Dennis definitely didn't go in the draft, did he? No, Dennis Den- Nick picked Dennis up after game week one. Bilver yeah. I know John had him and dropped him, but I'm not sure if he drafted him before he picked him out after the game. Okay. Mike had him, I think. Did he? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. I, I, I think he got. I think he was drafted in about the 13th round or something. Yeah, but yeah, he was definitely. Um, yeah, he was definitely picked up and dropped by John at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, Jord had an awful week as well, did he? 28. That not breaking the 30 mark is when you know you've had an absolute shocker. He only got out what eight players, I think. He no regular, no ASP, no Ings. Yeah, eight players, which yeah. he almost Chelsea, got yeah. to the legendary seven that Connor managed last week. But we'll uh, Ooh, looks okay over there. yeah, it's those
3: four Chelsea defenders. He needs to sort that out.
0: What is he thinking? I can
3: see it. The, the Alonso Chilwell combo is, is good, but. I don't know, he just needs to sort out the others. Yeah.
0: Sar. So, I mean... Yeah, what, why has he still got What some? planet
2: was that? <laughs> he's played eight minutes. No, sorry, he hasn't played eight minutes. He's played 90 minutes all
0: season. But he's yeah. still got him. He's played one that game. Game week eight, so... Yeah. yeah, and George had him for that game, so now he's like, oh yeah, he plays. He doesn't play. It's yeah, mess. mad. Okay, then, top of the pile, he only comes on when he's done well. Connor... 45 points, you beat Ben, you were getting absolutely slated for about, a, well, you've been slated for about a month, to be honest, on the pod, we were all talking up Ben's team last week, you put him to the sword, it was easy. It was easy,
1: I didn't even perform well really, 45 points is pretty average isn't it, but you've got yeah. to really score more than that if you want to guarantee a win, but I've got the win, I don't think Ben got any returns in his team, today. either. A
0: yes. few, few can take points in oh, a safe clean sheet yeah. that's about it yeah got a clean sheet yeah had a pretty solid week
1: Robertson finally turned up got his first double digit return of the season I think yeah Canate for that Liverpool double in the defence picked up Sanchez for Fabianski which was quite an obvious swap Fabianski obviously playing City
0: yeah like didn't
1: need him uh, picked up Semedo got me a clean
0: that's and good. Uh, That's yeah, the good rest us, uh, yes, That is really like good. Yeah. yeah, picking up two clean sheets, not not Great. easy to do. Yeah.
2: And it's uh at uh, my team.
1: defense. Yeah, well, I have got nine players out this week. <laughs> <laughs> it really made it's me funny when me.
0: Ben said in the group chat, he was like, Connor's been messing around with that same shit team for two months, and then he fucking <laughs> makes three changes, they all return when he plays me. That made me laugh.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, where Ben's been getting his points from all season. Like the Reese James has played out his skin. Like What is it, five goals, five assists or something? He can't keep it up for the rest of the season, can he? And, yeah, um,
2: he's got Gallagher as
1: well. He's another main man. Is he really going to keep it up? Is he going to end the season with, like 300 points?
0: Probably not. Can't see it. Yeah. So, and
1: then he, he just picks up a lot of points and yeah. just like
0: yeah. medals through to about four, mid-40s. But. I think he could struggle when James and Gallagher aren't
1: playing out their skin. I don't know who else he's got to rely on.
0: Yeah, that's what his team kind of comes down to, doesn't it? It's the James yeah. and Gallagher sort of double up and, and see out and then everyone else is kind of consistently gets him about 30 points and then those two combined for the rest. Yeah. Which is good when it's good but when they, when they hit a dip, it, yeah, like you say, he might struggle. Okay, on to the league table then I really can we just skip this actually no we should definitely start this Uh, this is an important one Uh, looking at the top Naif is now seven points clear at the top he's nailed on for playoffs isn't he there's there's no way he won't finish at least in the top four probably top I suspect he'll be the one that is top all year and then finishes fourth so look forward to that (laughs) Naif welcome to the league Um, then we got a big old scrap and Jordan is getting sucked into it. He's had a shit few weeks. His his team is on the slide and he's getting sucked in. He, he was about 8 points clear of um, yeah. third and fourth and now he's on 24, John 22, Nick 21, Dave 21, Ben 18, Brad 18, Boar 18, Connor 18, Max 16. And then it's me on 15 in 11th place. Wait, it's, yeah. very yeah.
2: it's very many, depressing.
0: Yeah, it's very depressing. Just saying, so Do how many won? times you won the league? Three. Yeah. Right, okay. three out of yeah. six. Yeah, but none in the th- three in a row. And then three. <laughs> three I've, I've made the playoffs every year. Yeah, it has been this year. Might be a, a stroke. Although I, oh, I still think my team's good. But the thing I'm, I'm not too worried about the league table. The what I always try and focus on. It, every year that I'm not in the top four yet, I always think, "What's the distance between fourth place and where I am?" And it's only six points. I mean, that's nothing, is it? Two wins, you know, that's that's nothing. So I'm not worried yet. Once that gets to about twelve points, that's when I start. You start getting cut adrift. Speaking of cut adrift, Mike yeah. still down, still down the bottom of the league, ten points. He is rooted to the bottom. He had a good week as well, 53 (laughs) points, but he played Boar, (laughs) who had a banger on 60. And Mike is in serious trouble. When you're right down the, you know, cut adrift at the bottom, you need to be picking up wins when you finally have a good week. And uh, yeah, I think everyone around
1: Mike picked up points as well this week, didn't they? Me, Matt, Boar,
0: like pulling away. Yeah, he's he's in trouble. And the the question is only really who's going to be in there with the Sacco Bowl with him. Because there's a lot of candidates at the moment. My money's on Mac, but my money's <laughs> yeah, always on Mac. Mac. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, that's enough of that. Let's quickly skate over that and move on. Right, the sort of conversation topic this week we are looking at surprising players, players that sort of sprang up out of nowhere. And we're just going to kind of see, like, talk about, like, what. Obviously, they've all done well. So that's a given, but what do they need to do to sort of be pushed into the next like tier of of players, like next tier of picks that we talk about and how long do they have to keep it up? Or are they there already? Um, So we'll start with Gallagher of Palace, obviously fantastic season so far. Um, He is currently on in our league, 87 points with Kante points, which through 13 games is pretty impressive. Um, I'll start with Brad. Brad, do you if the draft for next season was tomorrow, what sort of round would you expect him to go in? And what does he need to do for the rest of this season to sort of um you know go up in that in that tier? Yeah, what round? That's a
3: good question. Maybe um I don't know, sort of third round in our twelve round league.
0: Yeah. The thing that's... Is- that's-
3: He's got a lot of points, I'm just looking at it now, but they they sort of come in in little bursts. He gets sort of fifteen or sixteen points one week and then the next week. I'm just looking at it now, game week ten, sixteen. 16 uh, against me, funny enough. Game week eleven, fourteen. And then but before all that it was sort of two, four, three, five, two, and then game week four, he had ten. So I just think consistency, you know, if he's getting a, a goal or a goal and assist every week or every other week at least, it he'd be a bit more sort of appealing. Mm. Um yeah. We, I know obviously it's good to have him to to win you the game, but he might do nothing. So all right, Palace are one of these teams where he you know they're not gonna be winning and scoring lots of goals all the time. But yeah, I just think he just needs a bit more consistency.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he he's one of those players that kind of facilitates the like boom or bust kind of teams that have great yeah. weeks and shit weeks. And really in head to head, you want to be one of those consistent sort of tick along kind yeah. of players. Connor, you're shaking your head a bit during that. You you don't think third round, you, you wouldn't draft him in the in the third round? You think he's a bit lower down than that? Nah,
1: not third well round. I think he's done really well. Um, He was on the waiver wires for a while and we could all see him there, like sitting towards the top. And I don't think anyone really, Thought he was going to continue his form, but Ben's done well. We picked him up, obviously. He's got um got quite a few points out of him. But for me, I don't think it goes much further than this. Yeah. I think. Okay, um, that's fair. Uh, next next year, I think he will be in the draft. But like this year he obviously wouldn't even drafted, but someone will take him, but I don't think third round below the fifth round, I think.
0: Okay. Fair I, enough. I,
2: I predict Ben will take him in the draft next year. Yeah. yeah. Ben's ahead
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, oh, like, you, do, do you kind of concur with that Nick do you think sort of fifth round you know <laughs> it's a bit bit too inconsistent for you he's, yeah too inconsistent he's the type of player you'd take in
2: the later rounds as a punt um, I kind of fell for a bit of a trap similar pl- similar kind of player so Mount last year was unreal like just shot 100 points over the whole year and I picked him up like first pick <laughs> and he's yeah. he's like apart from the 21 point return that he got um, a few weeks That's back he rich, has hardly but... played so um, obviously, Mount plays for Chelsea, so it's not 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 a direct comparison. But it's easy to it's easy to fall into traps where I played as well one year, and then yeah. uh, and you you can fall into trap because you think they're going to do consistently where they just
0: don't. I find especially centre mids have fall in this category, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like proper number eight central midfielders seem to be the biggest like trap picks yeah i don't know i i guess it's a system it may, maybe it's a system thing where it only needs a twi- slight tweak to the system and all of a sudden they're playing much deeper and they don't get in the in the box as much but i often find there's center mids that do really well score a ton of points and then the next season it's just i mean sucek this year mm. it, i think is kind of in that camp mm. last year brilliant all-season goals kante points assists. you know he's always in the box this year, I mean, I, I, has he got a goal or an assist yet? This year, I, I'm not sure if he has. Um, he's just not been, I think it's just been maybe one goal against Brentford. One goal, I think, or or one no, assist. an assist against Brentford. I think that's about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, one goal, and one they, assist.
0: Yeah. Which isn't really like, I mean, this time last year, he's on about five goals. And I think centre mids are, are, because the positioning matters so much about if they're that late runner, then great. If And then it only takes a little tweak and all of a sudden they're just not in the box anymore. But yeah, I, that's my thing with Gallagher. I just hope that for him to continue this form or even improve and, and become a bit more consistent in fantasy terms, I think he needs to still be that more attacking of the three in midfield. And yeah. it only takes a little tweak for him to, to not be doing that anymore. So yeah, I
1: if think... You wanted to, um, if you wanted to get Gallagher off... And who would you be willing to offer? Like, I don't think I'd be willing to offer any decent names, really. No.
0: So, I'm yeah, I, I'm just... I still don't trust him enough. No. I I mean, I'd probably do Mbumo for Gallagher, to be honest, but <laughs> we. I don't really want to talk about Mbumo. <laughs> if, if we don't have to, I'm absolutely <laughs> sick to death of talking about him, hearing about him, seeing his little face. So, yeah, I'll just skate on from that but yeah I know what you mean he, he's the kind of player you think look he's got all these points but past points don't what is that I normally say I can't even remember my brain's gone past today. points don't predict in the future points. points yeah thank you yeah very true okay uh, let's move on to the next one then I think that, that sort of uh, rounds that off and this one I think has moved up a tier I mean Gallagher's moved up a tier from absolutely nowhere to like in our thoughts at least but Bernardo Silva Very, very surprising. Um, Like you said, we're not even sure if he was drafted. He was either drafted late or, or, you know, he was definitely off the waivers at the start of the season. Um, It looked like he was going to leave the club. Uh, And then, you know, he's had his contract kind of, it's not done yet, but it looks more promising. His personal wishes have been ironed out. Um, And he's playing every week and he looks great. Um, And I think going on his recent form you'd think sort of top 20 pick easily. Um, Maybe even top 10, you know, top 15, top 10. So let's start with the city man himself, Nick. Bernardo Silva, if the draft was, was tomorrow, do you think he'd be in the, in the first round? If I was last pick again,
2: I would pick him first pick of the second round.
0: Okay. So So, yeah,
2: sort of around the sort of 10 to 15. Yeah. I I would, if like going off like how far how he's performed so far if you're doing a redraft he'd be 100% be my second second pick
0: uh, okay yeah, first right, so yeah Um, and do you like obviously the big problem was always the there. well there was kind of two problems with Bernardo Silva one he never really got in the box and two he never had consistent minutes at the moment he's doing both of those things consistent minutes and he's always in the box yeah do you think both of those are going to continue and and like if not like which one do you think is less likely to carry on um he's pep's man now isn't he like he's he
2: started all like all of the last like seven games played 90 minutes of all of them started the last champions league game as well the only thing the issue might be would be um amount of minutes he's played um yeah. where he might be rested but he's still be getting in the box obviously sitting with a strikeless formation He's a kind of player to come round the back. If a ball's whipped in, he'd be like at the far post to to head it in, just like he did against United. Yeah, um, I mean dominated United at uh, Trafford this season. <laughs> <laughs> Oli in uh, Ollie, <laughs> yeah, bring him back.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I I think I kind of agree agree with that, Connor. If I asked you the same question, do you think he's you know top fifteen, top ten, and um, do you think that he'll carry on? You know, with the minutes and with the with the sort of chances and and shots and, and in the box and that.
1: I I do yeah I think um probably, 15 not top ten I don't think anyone wants him as their star man. Yeah, but um definitely as your second, but the second pick, I think. Fuck's sake. Um yeah, I think he's nailed on. He's, take it off. He's, <laughs> he's nailed on for minutes and stuff whether the goals keep coming or not, I'm not sure, but yeah, if you've got a City player that's starting the majority of the time, yep, yeah, they're going to perform. They're the going to
0: that, That's one yeah. of the sort of keys to success, really, I think, in, in draft yeah. fantasy. If you've got a City boy that's starting every week, you're in the money. Uh, Brad, do you concur with these two top top 15 and, and do you think he'll keep it up? Yeah, yeah.
3: I, there's not much more I can add, to be honest. Um, just looking at the draft, our draft from this year, you know I I picked Sterling first Um, Mike went for Grealish so my point is you know is he definitely going to be that nailed on starter again next year Uh, I think he will Um, but you know it's one of them who knows who's with Pep and City but yeah I think I think he'll carry on and he'll be a good good player for Nick this year yeah agreed
0: I I think Sometimes, like you can't overcomplicate it, and you just got to look at it and say he's the best performer in that team at the moment, so he's going to yeah. play. And like, okay, with like the Marizas of the world and stuff like that, you kind of have to play the game. But with when you've got the guy, you don't worry about it, and he, he just carries on. I do think, sort of, in between seasons, it gets trickier. Like you know, even if he carries this round to the end of the season. Sometimes at the start of the next season, for sort of no apparent reason, Pep's favourite man is just different. and Because, you know, it wasn't Bernardo Silva at the start of the season. I mean, at, you know, at the end of last season, sorry. And it is very hard to predict at the draft who that man's going to be for the next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we showed, not, I don't know if any of us even picked him. So, yeah, I, I would, you know, long, long term, you you would advise caution, but. I think. Yeah. Like you say, he's not your star man, but he's like the perfect second fiddle uh player in your team. So yeah, definitely doing great. Uh next up, oh Nick, Nick's team again. Nick's whole team is surprising. We all thought he was gonna be down there. So <laughs> yeah. no wonder two of his players are on here. I had faith. You love this guy, Emmanuel Dennis. What a player. Kind Ooh. of. I'm not even sure if he's good. Like I've watched, I've I've only watched a few full Watford games, but I've watched a lot of highlights, and it, I still now I'm like, is he is he good? I'm not convinced he is. But who gives a fuck when they're scoring the amount of fancy points he's scoring? Um, I'll start with you, Connor. Obviously, this has come absolutely out of nowhere. We didn't even know this guy was going to start at the start of the season for Watford. Do you think he'll be like? in that sort of mid-tier forwards by the end of the season you know like the Watkins of the world or do you think will um, stay yeah. below that
1: if they're in the league next year so they might not be but um, they may well not be yeah yeah I think yeah he is he's a mid-tier forward looking at his points now he didn't do anything until game week nine really he got one return in game week five but yeah he seems to hit some form when he's, he's really running with it um I don't know. It's hard to judge him because like I said, he didn't really do anything until like game week nine, instead of game week 13. It's been like a short period. Yeah. See what he does in the next 10 sort of game weeks and
0: that and you can make a better judgment. How would you compare him to, so you've got Mopey. Would you rather have Mopey or would you do that trade? I um, don't know. Do you think that's close? Yeah, say, do you think that's pretty close. some similar, yeah. 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 So that's that's kind of how I'd rank him, I think, at the moment, in that kind of Mope, St Max sort of ballpark. Um, Brad, what do you think? Are you are you kind of on the same wavelength, do you think or do you think he'll Yeah, I think he's
3: not quite just- there yet, to be honest. Um I know he's had a good little run, but Watford I, I just think Watford will struggle this year and it, he will he will get a few goals, but I think he'll be a sort of um who can I compare him to? I don't know maybe like one of the Saints strikers
0: yeah
3: yeah just, Adam just not quite like that. yeah it's not quite that sort of mid mope uh watkins and that but mm. you know he, he's good to have he's a good sort of second choice striker if you want in a big yeah. league um yeah what well, i just, just see he's
2: got a uh, knock nick yeah i know
0: yeah. I, th- I think he's going to be okay
2: I think
0: he's, he's playing, going to be okay. They're playing Chelsea though, so... I mean, so short, the thing it's is, it's the, what works against him is the midweek, obviously, fixtures is quite close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more of an impact thing, so it shouldn't be a big problem, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Uh, Nick, so he's <laughs> your, you know, you've had him, you, you've, he's basically your best striker because Rom's been fucked all season. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel about him who who what kind of offer would you realistically look and th- consider accepting for him at the moment Um maybe if
2: like a Watkins or a Danny Yings maybe Okay uh but I wouldn't trade him now in his current form Uh and I don't feel I would be able to get an upgrade off him i wouldn't think anybody oh, yeah. would that's so i wouldn't trade him um like a, a what what kids i would seriously consider but
0: apart from that i probably would um would, i'd keep him i just feel like he's, he's hit a bit of form um it's it, you never want to you never want to get rid of someone when they're in that hot streak. yeah like it's really hard to, to trade hard. away someone that's in the hot streak that's and, fair enough and i i know what you mean when you say like i don't think you'd get an offer Worth taking for him. No. Some players are just like that, aren't they? When they're in this hot streak, everyone sees them doing well, but no one really wants to take that punt on them. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah uh, I'd, i agree
2: with that. Yeah, I mean, you were, uh, you thought he was going to be dropped, when Joe Predjari came back, but
0: he uh, did. You, yeah, you saw off He's kind of, he's kind of held him at an arm's length. Really, really. Mm. One thing I think he's I mean he's going to Afcon isn't he? So yeah. When that comes around Nick, do you think you'll keep hold of him or do you think you'll send him to the waivers? Cuz now you know, if he's it, it's like a hot, it's a fine line when with, when you've got players going to Afcon and they, you know, it could be 3 weeks, could be 5 weeks, could be 2 weeks. Yeah. Um how, like how good of a player do you keep and how, you know, what kind of player do you drop? Do you think he's good enough to hold on over that period? or would you? Would you um, yeah, suppose? because there's some pickings
2: for strikers, isn't there? So I, oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't get. There's no one out there who's the same availability uh, or same like skill level as he is. Um, and I really don't want to make my strike force any weaker than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't love Christian Benteke? Benteke is, yeah. And Lukaku's been absolute horse shite. So. Fair enough. Okay.
0: I find that uh, we're going to do maybe in a couple of weeks, sort of mid December. I'm going to do. I'm going to go get up all the Afcon players and do like a who would you keep and who would you drop? Because I think that's quite interesting because it's really difficult. It's like when the player gets like a six week injury. Like how good of a player do you keep for that period? I think that's quite interesting. Um, so we'll look at that in a bit more detail in in a few weeks' time when it gets closer. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one, then. Last one up this week is Livramento. Um, at the start of the season, I mean, Livramento's pretty widely recognised in the FPL Twitter community as, as a 4 million defender. Everyone basically has him because he's stupid not to in, in that format. Um, at the start of the season, no, we weren't really convinced he was going to play. It was like, he's going to be second fiddle to KWP probably. Um, but the position's his own now. He's definitely first choice. Def, easily the best fullback at Southampton. Um, I'll start with Brad. Saints fan. Got to come to you first. Uh, like how? how uh, just as a player, how good do you think he is? This yeah, is really good. Off. I think
3: he's going to go uh, right to the top. Right That's to the good. very top. Yeah, I think. Um, I was, like you said, KWP was good last season, and um, he sort of came in for four or five million, whatever it was. And everyone thought, okay, good talented young player, good uh, backup for uh, Walker-Peters. But no, started the first game and, well, started every game since, I think. So, uh, yeah. yeah, just just looks a real talent. And um, just him and Salisu, I think, have both improved the defence. Bestergaard and Bertrand went and you sort of think, oh, can it? <laughs> is it going to get any worse? But no, it's uh, it's actually helped him coming in and then, Walker Peters has been playing left back as well, so there's just a bit more uh, sort of depth in the in the fullback areas
0: now. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, um, how how like he, he's very attacking. I mean, his attacking numbers are pretty fucking good, to be honest. Like as far as fullbacks go, he's very aggressive. Do you yeah. think he's in the sort of Cresswell kind of? sort of tier of, of defenders you know like maybe a third choice in your team or do you think he, he's got potential to be even better than that
3: no because Saints actual defence isn't very good to be honest I know they kept some clean sheets uh, sort of four or five in a row whatever it was recently um, but he does get forward uh, I don't know if he's got many assists yet um,
0: he's done all right it, for a fullback, right. he he's done pretty well on that, goal, that on that front.
3: Um, yeah, I don't think he's quite, quite sort of crest well. It um, could be. I he, things could all change, and Saints, you know, they they could get all steady and keep these clean sheets, and he could be bombing forward, getting assists. But yeah, the strikers don't help him for that. You know, he puts no. these balls in, and no one's on the end of them.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean he's got a goal and assist in through thirteen games, which is okay. I mean, that's not bad. Um he's had a lot of chances though. I mean, it could could have be been much better than that. I'll come to you next, Connor. What do you what do you think about Livramento? Do you think he's gonna be up there with sort of the second rate defenders? Or do you think he's it it's just it all comes down to Saints not not really having a good enough at keeping it tight tight enough?
1: Yeah, I think he is um second rate defenders. Um I don't think I don't know. I could if it, if they had bad pictures coming up in my squad I wouldn't be worried about dropping him. But I, I would drop him. Okay. Like, um, I don't think he's replaceable. Looking at players that are around him now, and there's like Duncan, Mings, and people like that getting like similar sort of points to him. So I think he's doing really well. He's obviously young. No one even like really knew who he was at the beginning of the season. Been a good players having his side so far, but yeah, he's not. Replaceable, is it?
0: No. That's what that, that's kind of like would you like Nick, I'll come on, on to you. Like would you be mm. worried about dropping him if, if Saints had a bad fixture, or would you wanna like protect him and hide him on your bench? Um, I don't know. And I think is
2: I don't watch the Saints games and Brad raves about him <clears throat> a lot. So I would probably keep him on my bench. Um. Yeah, I I I I think if he's as a few Saints players you want, and he's probably one of them up there. Agreed. Um, because he's 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 played all the ninety minutes since the start of the season. So, and he's pretty attacking and technical. So,
0: yeah, I think it like the difference is. So I add Salisu for a few weeks, a few clean sheets and I dropped him instantly, didn't even think twice about it mm. because he doesn't have that attacking threat really. I mean, yeah. yes, okay, he could score a header from a, from a corner or something but he's not he's not attacking really whereas Livermento I would think twice about it just because of yeah. that extra threat um, mm. but would I drop him for a bad fixture? If I needed if I was like I've got a lot of bad fixtures this week. I probably would still drop him to pick someone else up. So I guess that kind of shows that like, for instance, Tierney, if he's got a bad fixture, I wouldn't drop him. Um, So he's obviously not in that kind of level of defender. Um, But I definitely think he's one to look out for. Do you think he'll stay at Saints, Brad? Or do do you like how? And did Chelsea have some kind of
3: agreement? They got the buyback clause, haven't they? I don't know how much it is, but I we, we might get another season out of him and then, okay. it, and then it'll be a proper sort of, you know, big bids will be flying in for him. But the, the thing that benefits Saints is um, Rhys James. You know, would w- he want to go back
0: and be second fiddle to it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not going to... He's brilliant. I, I think Liverman is really good, but Rhys James is probably... I mean, yeah, he's, def- he's definitely easily best. top three in the world. You know, a lot would argue the best in the world, so that that is a good point um and it might do sort of chelsea good to just let him stay at saints for a couple more years and really establish himself before they kind of pull in the money for him so cool. yeah that 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 kind of makes sense to me right okay then that's box that off let's just do a couple would you rathers we'll do these semi quickly although they always take longer than i think they do um but these ones i don't know i i've got i fear these ones might be a bit one-sided but we'll see uh first up is the male model himself ex-footballer dominic calvert lewin (laughs) um versus gabriel jesus i say that because every time we see pictures of him in vogue or on monday night football John just seems to get more and more irate in the group chat. <laughs> so, call calling him an ex ex footballer and all this. So that's quite amusing. Um so Dominic Cavaloon versus Gabriel Jesus. Obviously one has more I would say one was def- was definitely more favored going into the season by miles. He's now got this injury. We're not really sure when he's going to be back. Maybe maybe in a couple of weeks. Jesus, on the other hand, was kind of not really in the conversation, but now he's playing reasonably consistently on the right-hand side and doing pretty well, getting some returns. So I think at the start of the season, they were far apart and now they're probably a bit closer together. So I'll start with you, Connor. Who would you rather have and who, who do you think will score more points?
1: I'd rather have uh, Jesus this season. Like you said, going into the season, Cavaloon all day long. But now, Jesus, he's been a little bit hot and cold. Like mm. he's that sort of player that either gives you twelve point returns or two or three. Yeah. Um, but Cabot is cold. There is no hot. He doesn't play. <laughs> he's doing my <man-boggling. laughs> I like that. Yeah, That's I good. wouldn't have any interest in. Him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jesus Fair enough for me. I like that, uh, Brad. I come to you. Is it similar, or, or would you be interested in the long term? Wait and see. Approach. yeah so, I think I think Everton are in trouble at the minute. I think there's all this
3: talk of, oh they've got these big players out injured, but Decore came back, they still lost one, 0 to Brentford, and I just mm. I, I can't see Kawloonwin magically sort of making
0: them good again um, he's He's not the kind of player that transforms how a team plays, is he no, if they were playing the well but not scoring, you'd say Lewin will change this, yeah, but they're yeah. not playing well, yeah, so. I don't know when he's back is he back this week? Maybe (laughs) probably another week probably Probably another week to be honest yeah I reckon maybe next weekend or the weekend after
3: Mm. yeah so so yeah because to be fair you know everyone thinks oh is he going to play that much but he's been getting his minutes and as you say he's been doing all right. so yeah I think that's quite an easy one for me
0: okay Nick I'm assuming you're going to say the same thing but take it away what do you Uh,
2: think? Jesus, any day of the week, really. Uh, I think he's actually a bit of an unsung hero for the city city uh, squad. He plays a decent amount of minutes, <clears throat> and he's kind of found a bit of a home out on the right sort of right hand side of this new sort of striker's formation they play. Yeah, um, and I fear he sets the bar for any city player that wants to get into the squad in that position. They yeah. have to be better than him, and he's and even though he doesn't set the world alight. Um two goals and five assists this season is still a pretty decent return. And he's never been yeah, an out and out, out goal weeks, scorer. Not, no. Yeah, he's not ever been an out and out goal scorer. Um and obviously in in the city squad, there's always a chance for a big haul return where yeah. Calvert Lewin's never probably gonna get maybe he'll get two goals every now and then, but he, Jesus could quite easily get two assists in a goal uh or through two goals and assists in a game. More
0: often than uh, an Everton player. Fair enough. I think, I think this is a classic long term versus short term. Well, is it? Maybe not. I, I'm, I'm trying to. I was looking at this, thinking, is there a way I can frame this? Because I, f- I figured that the three of you would um, say Jesus, and I, I think i I'd, I'd pick Jesus as well, to be honest. But I thought, how can I play devil's advocate to kind of frame Calvert Lewin? Um, as like this wait and see pick the problem is I have a real I have a real issue with players that go out injured okay fine they're going to be back on this date then they have a complication then they have a complication then they have a complication and it just kind of he's always going to be back next week and that really it doesn't spell a Positive experience for your fancy team. I I always find, like, even when he comes back, will he stay fit? I mean, Brad, you basically had this exact thing with Aguero last week, uh, last year. Sorry, like he was always one week from coming back, Mm. and he just never really turned up.
3: Or he'll come back for one week, and as you say, yeah, get injured again or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's not exactly a superstar either, is he, Carles? No.
0: yeah, I th- I just think it's very risky, calvert Learn at the moment. And I, I do yeah. think if he comes back next weekend and he's fully fit and he's really got over this problem that he's had, I think there's a big chance he will outscore Jesus for the rest of the season, to be honest, because he is their goal threat, really. Mm. I mean, he was doing well before he got injured. He did well last year. And I think Rafa kind of plays to his strengths as well. He likes to get the ball in the box and from wide areas. And, and we know how good Calvert-Lewin is in the air. I do think there's a, it's a risk. That's the thing. It's a, but I think if you can get Calvert-Lewin for like a shit striker from someone that's sick of him, I don't think it's that bad of a gamble because he's probably going to come back and be fine and play for the second half of the season and do well. Um, the thing that Jesus has gone off the boil a little bit, uh, well, maybe off the boil is harsh. He's not getting the hauls that he did at the start of the season. Um, but, you know, he is getting the minutes and that's all you really need in the City side to, to pick up returns. If you're playing in the front three, like the, the the returns just kind of come. The other good thing about Jesus is it seems like he play he starts or he doesn't come on. He hasn't had a had a one. He's had one one pointer this season. That was in game week one. Since he started game week two onwards, he's not come off the bench a single time, which is lovely. Because if you've got that City player and you start him, there's nothing worse than fucking Mares in the ninety third minute walks in onto the pitch. You think fucking hell, there goes my son. <laughs> so I, I do quite like that that by J C. But yeah. I think it's Jesus for me all day. I I it's hard to it's hard to sort of go for Kavaloon. Okay, on the next one then. Ben Rama versus Trossard. Uh this is kind of a, a flipped one as well, because I think that you know, three or four weeks in you'd say, well, it's no question it's Ben Rama. But he's kind of gone off the boil. Trossard's been tipping, you know, kind of ticking along, getting getting points here and there. So, go to you first, Connor. Trossard versus uh, Ben Rama, What do you think? Just looking at Ben Arama's points
1: here, and he got forty points in the first five game weeks, and then since then, in the last eight game weeks, how many has been? He's um, yeah, twenty six. So big drop. I off. think his um, yeah, just looking at his total points could trick you a bit, like. I don't know, I like a man in form, whereas Crossard hasn't really been a man in form all season. But he's still got a similar amount of points. He's just consistent. Yeah. I'd, for that reason, I'd probably choose Crossard. But then, I don't know, I'd probably say Ben has got the potential to score more in that West Ham team.
0: Mm. But I think Brighton don't really successful. get a lot of goals, do they? They create chances and no. play nice football, but then fucking awful in the box. Like, so unclinical
1: yeah I didn't even realise Trossard was on the
0: amount of points he was on to be honest so I know it's, yeah. it's, he's, he's, under he's the radar. having quietly a very good season that's why I think yeah. Ben Ramas has taken like, a lot of headlines especially at the start of the season and then kind of dropped off whereas ben R- Trossard has just gone under the radar as a, just a pretty good pick all year um, Brad yeah. I'll go on to you next what What do you think about this one
3: yeah I think Trossard he was sort of playing almost as a striker um, for a lot of weeks um, mm. Lope was um, Ben Rama I think though he's, he's still the the most sort of attacking threat out of that three behind Antonio
2: Yeah, but
3: it's just so happens that Antonio and Ben have, have been sort of off the boil in terms of points lately um, I don't know I think if you were to offer me one of them now to, for my team I'd, yeah. I'd choose Fossard but just because I've got the other West Ham boys I think you know, ignoring that. Um, maybe Ben Rama, just just because of West Ham versus Brighton. Brighton haven't actually won a game since about September, game week yeah. five. Um,
0: They've just been struggling in front of goal, haven't they? I mean, yeah. it's almost as if in, in the summer, every fucking person on the planet was saying Brighton need a striker. They were linked with Eduard, he's gone to Palace and Brighton still have Mopé whiffing chances in the six-yard box um yeah i i, I see that uh, nick what do you think on this you love trossard don't you yeah like he's, he's just like like i'm like, gonna say it? just
2: reliable player um if, if i need if i'm if, if like it's a monday night game and it's brighton versus someone i know charles is gonna start and he's at least gonna pick up a, the odd Cante point if it's really close or he's gonna and um and if he's either going to score or assist it generally. Yeah. Um, because flowing in the radar a bit, I, I, Um. Ben Rama is, I think he was quite inconsistent uh, last season as well. Yeah. Uh, and is that's kind of, is con- followed through to this season, started off well and then kind of dropped off. Um, so yeah, obviously I, I would uh, stick with Trossard.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's Trossard for me as well, I think. Um, I'm a sucker for someone playing up front as a mid or oh. even a false nine and you know Trossard does have that kind of capability uh, he plays anywhere f- across the front three really um, I just think he I just think he's re- really fucking good like, I just think he's technically very good and I think if Brighton had a consistent goal scorer Trossard would be a fantastic pick I think he's really let down by Mope and Lacadia oh, yeah. or whatever the, like,
2: the chief just, is, is not a good striker is he
0: the amount of chances he missed last game was yeah. appalling. So, it, it, for me, it, I, I like Trossard. I, I think he's a good pick. I also think I don't know Ben Rama just strikes me as sort of an all fart no poo kind of player. Like he's just he gives me Dusan Tadic vibes. Honestly, and <laughs> I love Tadic. I thought he's a really good player. Like technically brilliant, but you have him in your fantasy team, and you're like, well, look at all this stuff he's doing two points look at this he's like great you know turns lovely through ball two points yeah. and it, like ben at the start of the season you know he was absolutely on fire but yeah he's just kind of reverted to a two-point man and uh west ham have got a lot of a lot of european commitments so through in the league cup like I don't know. He's he's going to Afcon, I assume as well. Ben Rama. I'm assuming Algeria qualified, so that's a that's a bit of a hit for him as well. So yeah, it's it's Trossard for me. I think I think he's just more consistent, and consistency is like something I think people underrate. Like when you go back and look at oh, he scored this player scored ten goals and this player scored scored ten goals. I think spreading them out is. Invaluable to be honest, because it means you get like a decent score every week as opposed to going 70 30. Uh okay, then last one is Diaz versus Reguion. Um I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is even a good one to put on there because I think everyone's gonna say the same thing, but we'll see. Uh I do have a decent devil's advocate for this one. So let's let's start with the obvious one. Nick, tell us why you'd rather have Diaz. Spurs are
2: shit. City are good. <laughs> Do I need to say more? <laughs> Diaz is arguably the best defender in the league, and he's the best defender at City.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, that's it.
2: Okay. Fair that's enough. Connor,
0: same. Same logic. Same reasoning. Anything else to say?
1: Yeah, I'm sold on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All day long. I have no interest in Conte. Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Well, look, you hate Conte. Yeah, Mr. Negative Football Eye. Yeah, Diaz. Okay, Brad. Same, same.
3: Yeah, obviously I've got Diaz, and uh, as Nick says, City's defence is just so so good. You know, you'd be surprised if they didn't keep a clean sheet. I think we talked about it last week. Only sort of Liverpool, Chelsea, those sort of teams you'd worry. Um, Yeah, easy. The only thing, Regi, on you know he gets forward now in this mm. system and could get a few attacking returns but yeah their defence just hasn't really improved I, well I think they got a clean sheet um, in, in his first game but yeah I think it's okay.
0: uh,
3: the the, the defence of City just outweighs it
0: uh, I will say I would also take Diaz just for the consistency but what I will say is Spurs have been so bad, like really bad. They they've been terrible. City have been amazing. Probably the best defensive start to a season ever. Their underlying numbers are incredible. Diaz has played all the games bar one, I think. Maybe bar two. He's missed two games. Oh no, no, he's played every game. He's missed one. Uh, yes, yeah, so he's missed yeah. one game. And he's on fifty points. And Regian. Sorry, DS is on fifty-one points and RegiOn's on fifty, and you've got to think Spurs are going to improve. I don't think they'll be brilliant, but I think defensively they'll improve. And I can't see how City can improve really because this is probably the best. Like I said, I, I think they're the best so far this season. It's the best defensive display we've ever seen maybe Mourinho's Chelsea can run that close like the first time but I think they're incredible defensively and there's only one point in it right and that kind of leads me to think why like why is Reggion close to him and they've been so bad I mean obviously he's got I think a goal and two assists which bumps it up maybe two goals and one assist which is massive but He's playing wing back for a manager that's historically had probably the most attacking wing backs in history. And he's good going forward, Reggie on. Like, I don't think he's a great defender, but he is good going forward. I think this is actually closer than it looks. And the other problem with Diaz, okay, he doesn't get he doesn't attack, and that's fine because he plays every week and they get so many clean sheets. But he also struggles for bonus because. The attackers do so well that they often scoop up bonus. He's also got cancelo next to him. he's an absolute bonus magnet so even if they only win one nil or two nil, cancelo is almost always ahead of him on bonus so that means he struggles in that regard. so really, you are absolutely banking on clean sheets like that is how he's getting his points and i there's something really i don't know i I hate it when. The only way you get points is clean sheets because you just watch the match like behind a pillow because you think any like tiny little mistake and there goes basically all your chances at points oh. lanzini 94th minute goal exactly <laughs> exactly that brad but right like it just these things happen all the time i do have a counterpoint
2: to what you're saying yeah, yeah go on is it's the consistency isn't it like rayon could spurs could concede quite easily and regular will get no points, and then the next points, they're supposed to keep it clean, and you'd get 12 points. But if you're yeah. winning, but in such an amount, it's pointless. So if you're consistently getting points week in, week out, which you would from Diaz, he's a better pick.
0: Yeah, Just because I, he's that's, equal on points doesn't mean he, it's an equal pick. That's not... Yeah, I completely agree. And that is why, ultimately, I would pick Diaz. Okay. Like I, uh, if, if you know, the two were off of me, I'd pick Diaz, and it is for the consistency. But... I, I would, if I had to put money on it, I think on will score more points this season. I, I mean, they're level. They're one point in it now. I think on will, out, will outscore him by the end of the season. Uh, and points, is it? But it's not just about total points, is it? That's like, especially in head to head, in in like you know classic leagues or whatever, where there's no, you you just play for overall score. It's, di- it's a different ball game isn't it Yeah. but we're looking for consistency really in head to head and Diaz you know does favour him in that way but I ju- yeah I just wanted to like I don't know I was surprised basically I was really surprised that they were on the same points basically when I looked through the list I thought that Diaz would be way clear of him but yeah it's, it's closer than I thought it was okay that is all the player comparisons for this week how are we doing on time not too bad uh, right We'll, we'll kind of do a quick preview because the games will probably have been started by the time most people listen to this. Um, so it's not too important. Um, but there's a couple of games that are quite interesting that we'll talk about quickly. So game week 14, the midweek game week. I love midweek game weeks. Fucking quality, especially on Amazon Prime. Get them all up. Lovely. On First game I, I want to have a little look at is the Antrabro Derby. Ben versus Mike. A fixture we all look forward to. I think, in the league, just because it's funny, Mm -hmm. them playing each other. Uh, The teams are bad, as (gasps) usual. (laughs) This is never a top-of-the-table clash, really, is it? Um, (laughs) And Mike always claims that Ben always beats him. But I actually quite lo- like the look of Mike's team this week. Um Brad, I'll go to you first. Have you got the have you got the teams in front of you? Just Yeah, I'll just
3: open it up as well. Yeah, I think he's he's got some quite good fixtures, isn't he, Mike? Um Yeah. I can see uh I can see Liverpool doing some damage to Everton. So Jota should should get us a few points. Um City rotation though, obviously he's gonna rotate during the week, this is the worry for my game as well. Um but yeah. Jesus, is he going to play? Foden, is he back? I think he was injured. Yeah, um, I think he probably will be back, but we're
0: not not really sure. On um, that. I quite like <laughs> Dan James at home to Palace. So do I! I picked him in my fucking waiver yeah. video and he's got him on the bench. I can't believe it. Yeah. Surely. But I think so, he'll probably come on because Mike's team, Mike never gets his first 11 out, does he? So, no. And obviously his Chelsea boys away to Watford,
3: I think. That'd be a clean sheet. Uh, let me just look at Ben's team. I can find it. Ben's team no, is team. Not good.
0: It's not good, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Connor, <laughs> do you want to take it away on Ben's team? What what, what do you think? Do you think he's yeah, think he's well, he's got that. Um,
1: Brice James versus Watford, which is his one man. So, yeah. half of his points are going to come from there. So, yeah, you could easily get. 10 points, 12 points from Wies James, but the rest of the team's just trash. Like <laughs> Duffy and Pesuma against West Ham, like, what are the chances are going to get there? A
0: couple of counter yeah. points, maybe. Yeah, Alan versus Liverpool. I will what say does... this is pre waivers, so he he may make some waiver pickups. Yeah. Um, maybe. Also, I mean, I, pff, we'll see if he does or not, but yeah. Yeah, I think he's one, good, one player it?
1: could do well for him. Could be. Ian he's got him on the bench against Southampton. old man Vardy is he still going to do 90 minutes
0: every three yeah, days and stuff that's but true yeah midweek fixture we, we may well see a bit of rotation um, yeah, yeah I could, I could see Ian getting some minutes there fair enough yeah I mean every week I look at Mike seem think he's going to win but you don't factor in how many of his players just don't start and <laughs> that makes like a big difference um um, and yeah, Mike always claims Ben always beats him so we'll see how that pans out this week next up uh, I am playing I've got the delights of playing Mr Jordan Russell this week um, and I made a trade I've, we forgot to talk about it I had Sancho trading with Boer for Havertz I think I got a pretty good deal out of that what, what do you um, boys think Nick what do you think about that I like the look of Sancho from uh, the game
2: against Chelsea. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a good trade for you, Joe.
0: I would I'd have taken that if I was you. I, it came through and I thought about it and thought, "Oh, well, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, he scored in the Champions League. He scored again today. And then after like five minutes, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Just accept yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like had this thing. I was like, why have I not accepted this yet? Conor, what, what do you think about that? Would you have taken that if you had Sancho? you United fan. Uh, personally, I would take Havertz in
1: my team, but that's only because I'm so United-heavy in my team. I do think yeah, Sancho's going to kick on a bit now. I don't think he's going to be a world I think leader, he'll do better. That's
0: why I was hesitant because I, I yeah. think he's going to improve.
1: But Havertz, he's got Watford this week, so spread into a great fixture for you. Yeah, that's, that yeah
0: I think I'll take Havertz in my team. Brad, do you, do you agree? You you were saying about how bad Sanchez's performance was. Yeah, I, d- I thought
3: obviously, he obviously got that breakaway goal, but other than that, it didn't look great. But on the other side, is Havertz
0: a nailed on starter? Probably not. And Lukaku's back. That was what kind of was in my yeah. head.
3: But in your team, he's sort of your last choice midfielder, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's quite a fair trade, actually, I'd say. Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh,
0: yeah, so I've got, uh, like we said, I've got Havertz away to Watford this week. Um I've got I've got I've got a benching headache to be honest in the midfield. I really don't know who to play. The thing is I'm pre- I'm not convinced De Bruyne will come back into the side after his covid absence. I don't even know if he's finished isolating yet. So he's gone down to a yellow flag which I don't really trust but I have to wait for Ben Dinnery to report on the press, press conferences for that. But Hoiberg for me plays every week, Kanté points, you know, he's a menace. Um, Mane obviously plays every week then I've got Havertz who's away to Watford who I feel like I have to start just brought him in with probably the best attacking fixture bar Newcastle then I've got Yanel Smith-Rowe and Mbumo all with kind of tricky fixtures, Tottenham away for the Brentford pair and uh, United away for Smith-Rowe uh, I feel like I should just play Smith-Rowe because you know, he's probably the most likely to get an attacking return. You know, it aren't great at the back, but yeah, like Yanel is so fucking good on Kante points. It's ridiculous. He gets like five, six points every week. And then I just think, well, is it, how likely is it that Smith Rowe does better than an assist? Cause that's probably what he needs to match him. So yeah, but I don't like benching him really, but yeah, I've got a bit of a headache So I'm kind of semi hoping De Bruyne doesn't play just so I get Smith Rowe off the bench and it kind of makes my mind up for me. Um but yeah, I so, yeah, I like the midfield, but it is a bit of a headache at the moment. Um looking at George's team, I think George's team's gone downhill. I really do, and he's probably gonna beat me this week because I'm back to slate his team. But I I really think at the start of the season, I, I said it on the pod quite a few times, I think he's got a, a good a good team. But I don't know, Some not he's performing, but not really. Spurs don't look great in attack. Son, I've brought him in an FPL and I fucking wish I hadn't because I don't like I don't like owning him. And then he, Rafinha, okay, brilliant player. Leeds aren't great though and you know he's struggled a little bit. His front three of King, St Max and Danny Ings I don't like really. King, okay, he's been in the he's been in amongst the returns for Watford, but how long are they going to keep scoring four goals against in like weird fixtures? They seem to have a lot of like strange games. Ings, injury prone, not even sure if he's going to start, even if he's fit. And then you've got St. Max, you know, Newcastle born and bred. So a bit of a weird front three. His big hitters aren't really performing. He's got four Chelsea defenders and only one starts. I think he's, I think he's turned a good team shit somehow. Mm. Does, does anyone else think that? Or am I like talking at my ass here?
3: Yeah, I, know no, he, I agree. You sort of look at it and think, well, well as it's showing now, he's going to be amongst the uh, the, the rest of the pack.
0: Um, yeah,
3: it's sort of no better or no worse than a lot of other people's teams. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it is. It's not a bad team, of course, but
0: it, no, no, it's not bad. I just think it's not the team that I thought it was a couple of months ago when I thought he was like pretty much up there with Naif. Okay, uh, next up, Dave is playing Connor. Connor, do you think you're going to beat Dave? Do you think his team's garbage or do you think you might struggle? No, I think his team's, um, it's all right. It's not, it's not the best team in the league. But What do you think about your fixes this week, Connor? you got your Wolves pair home to Burnley. Not, not too bad. That, that one looks okay.
1: Yeah, Wolves to Burnley's okay. My uh, Liverpool duo at the back. I think is um it's pretty decent. But then Richarlison playing against them is not ideal. Hudson are yeah, going I to know. Watford if he plays. I'm not sure he's been nailed on for the last sort of five games, but a few players coming back from injury for Chelsea, so don't know if he plays. Yeah. My pictures aren't mm. great.
0: They're all right. No, it's mixed, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's Yeah. Yeah. Hit hit or miss game week, I think, for you two. I I don't see either of you coming away with a massive score, but I think that would be tight. And Nick versus Brad. Love to see a little podcast Ooh. derby. We'll start with Brad. Do you think you've got good fixtures this week? Like, Do you, do you fancy yourself getting a decent score? Uh, there's no real
3: standout fixtures really. Um, it's a bit sort of mixed. Uh, I worry a bit about the City rotation. Sterling's obviously finally been starting but I can't see him starting again midweek to be honest. Um, okay. but Vardy does love a goal against Saints I, mm. hope, I hope he doesn't but uh, yeah we'll see um, Spurs at home to Brentford could get some there West Ham at home to Brighton um, Brighton have got good defence but West Ham are good at home um, yeah we'll, okay. we'll, we'll see I think it'll be a close game
0: yeah, I do too, Nick. Nick, how do you fancy your fixtures? You you got to think if Mount and Lukaku both start, you're you're well in.
2: Yeah. Uh, so obviously, got the standout fixture for me is <clears throat> uh, uh, Chelsea away to Watford. Lukaku, Mount, and uh, Mendy. But other than that, I've had to reject quite a few players out. Drop Trossard because um, <clears throat> I want to play Zuma at the back dropped Dignier and Decore obviously because they're playing Liverpool means I've had to bring in Van der Beek so uh, (laughs) that is bold (laughs)
0: yeah
2: I know
0: that is bold Connor sorry just quick Connor do you think there's a chance he starts do you think he'll start I think he will
1: yeah midweek game Um, we can't start Matic Fred and Tomine yeah. <laughs> okay. God, yeah,
0: that, is, <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> that is like the most fucking depressing midfield ever. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nick. I think I think mean, you got decent fixtures. Yeah, like you say, mix some good, some bad. But mm. yeah. Van der Beek starts. I think that that like, that could be decent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm confident. Wouldn't say I'm
2: lacking faith in my team. So I think it'd be pretty close between me
0: and Bradley. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. I I think that'll be uh, a tight one. Um, Just looking down the rest of the fixtures just quickly. We won't go into too much detail about the rest of them, but there's only one. I've only got my eyes on one for Stinker of the Week this week without a shadow of a doubt. It's got to be John versus Mac. That is <laughs> fucking stinky, isn't it? I mean, it's right. horrible. Will they get will they combine for 60 points? That's the question. I, I can't <laughs> wait for a, a, a game with two teams in the 20s. That's that's gonna be you know stinker hall of fame territory. Uh okay, I think that's just about everything covered. Um, we won't be looking at game with 15 because obviously by the time this game week finishes that one basically starts so we'll be back after game week 15 which will be going into forfeit week actually won't it so we'll be three out of four by then so we'll have a good idea of who's looking at the forfeit and who's looking at the manager of the month by then um, so thank you three for coming on with me um, if you enjoyed the video hit the like button subscribe do all that good shit um, and yeah, we will see you next week. See you later. I John Bird
1: Don't
0: talk to me. <laughs> Did you see that thing I sent in earlier about our game week scores? (laughs) Yes. I lined our game (laughs) week scores up side by side for the whole season. He's outscored me one week. (laughs) How fucking (laughs) much is that? And he is third and I'm 11th. Um, he has a knack of doing it though, doesn't he? He's fucking it's jammy like, every year. I don't. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Right, we have to go. Good yeah. No, his yeah. team is Fair. so fucking bad. I don't understand. <laughs> He's so jammy. It's awful. Yeah. It's right. Just awful. Right. See yeah. You later, boys. Good time. All right. Bravo See
1: you now. Good day.